Ask, Lord, right now that our hearts and minds be turned to you, that we be open to what your Holy Spirit has to say to us in the message today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So we left off somewhere in Romans. We were in Romans uh, chapter 6 at the end of the chapter. Verse 19. Verse 19 is a matter of a fact. And this section of Romans was looking at the just the whole idea of um, kind of the slavery that we were in, um, in our flesh, slavery to sin, how as we serve sin, we are slaves to sin. And, but now we have the opportunity to be servants or slaves of righteousness. Um, the, the holiness that comes or the sanctification that comes, there's an aspect of which when we give our lives to the Lord as, uh, as Savior and, and we surrender our lives to Him, we become justified. We become holy uh, in His eyes. But then there is also an aspect of which we need to live out that holiness. We need to live out that righteousness that He's given us. So it's a free gift that He gives us. And because He gives us that free gift, because we're dead to our old way of life, because we're dead to the law, now we can live a life of righteousness. We can live a life of holiness. We can live a life uh, that is pleasing to God. Uh, we have an opportunity not to be slaves to sin anymore, but to be slaves to righteousness. We can do the right thing. We can say the right thing. We can make the right decisions. We don't have to be in bondage to those things that held us down before. Um, and it's a process. Uh, you know, it's not something that just instantaneously um, you know, we get saved and then we never sin again. Uh, you know, it's a process. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it takes time uh, for us to learn. We, we've learned so many different bad habits and bad ways and, and doing things that, that aren't right. You know, it can take time to, to break some of those things in their lives. There is that instantaneous break spiritually that's there, but then physically we got to live that out day by day, take up our cross day by day, uh, crucify ourselves, uh, work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Uh, and so that process that goes on. And so um, in uh, Romans 6, um, 19, where we left off, go to find 19, there it is. Um, Paul says, I'll put this in human terms because you are weak in your natural selves, uh, just as you used to offer the parts of your body as slaves to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer them in slavery to righteousness, leading to holiness. And so he says, in the, in the same way, you surrendered yourself to sin in the same way that he says, I'm going to put it in human terms because you guys aren't very smart. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. I appreciate that. <laughs> so let me put it in a way you can understand. He says, in the same way you used to offer yourself, you used to surrender your life to sin, uh, offer your parts of your body to sin. You would think the things that aren't right. You would do the things with your hands. You would walk to places you shouldn't walk, listen to things you shouldn't listen to, say things you shouldn't say, presenting your body uh, to, as a slave to sin. And in the same way now, present it as a slave to righteousness, and then you'll see that sanctification. You'll see that holiness work out in your in your life and so in the same way you were able to surrender yourself to these things 
whatever it is, you know, uh, addictions, um, just sin, just greed, uh, just think of all the different lists of sins you can think of, covetousness, all the different stuff, uh, whatever those things were that you surrendered yourself to, now surrender yourself to those things that are right. Surrender yourself to those things that are true. Surrender yourself to the ways of God. Surrender yourself to the Word of God and the teachings that God has. Uh, I like uh, there's sections of Scripture where it'll say things like, if you were a thief before, stop stealing, be productive, and, and have a productivity that then you're able to help someone that's needy. You know, very practical ideas like that. Um, if you used your mouth to curse and, and, and say vile things before, now start surrendering your mouth to speak blessings and, and uh, to say things that, that are encouraging, uplifting. Uh, if you had a way of always tearing everybody down with your words, now surrender yourself to you're going to say things that is going to encourage someone else. You're going to uh, say words that, that are a blessing. If you use your hands to, to, to be destructive in your life, now use your hands to be productive in your life uh, you know take a take a look at some of the things that that in the bondage to sin you were using the parts of your body parts uh, uh, members of your of your flesh in serving sin now take a look at a way that you can turn that around and use it for good use it for uh, service to God use it for ways of righteousness and that's going to lead to that sanctification that's going to lead to that holiness and because when we give our lives to Jesus we're dead to that old way we're dead to ourselves we can make those decisions now we can change the way we think we can change the way we act we can change the things we do we don't have to surrender ourselves to the flesh anymore to sin anymore uh, to those things that brought destruction and it's obvious those things bring destruction and you look around us I mean uh, how easy is it to see you know someone that's lying and cheating and stealing and and doing all these things and, and just the destruction that comes around their lives it's it's a natural consequence that we get as as we serve the flesh and in the same way though as we surrender ourselves to righteousness as we surrender ourselves to God and, and doing things that are right speaking things that are right um, going places that are right listening to things that are right thinking in things ways that are right as we surrender ourselves to that we start to see blessings flow in our lives we start to see healing flow uh, we start to see uh, uh, productivity we start to see um, just all kinds of uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but all kinds of productive things that we get from God, blessings from God, prosperity from God, um, relationships restored uh, as we do those things. And uh, going on in uh, was that verse 20. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of those things resulted in death but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to god the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ our lord and, and that's one of those verses that maybe you've, you've heard before. You know, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What a, what a wonderful verse. But uh, listen to what he's saying there. The wages of sin, what you earn when you sin, is death. 
He says, you know, those things that you did in your life that you now are ashamed of is you look back at your life and you think, man, you know, the lying, the cheating, the, the gossiping, the backbiting, the, the bitter words, you know, all these different things that, that, that can occur in our lives. He says, you look back at it and what did you reap from it? But death. You know, death, not just physical death. You know, you hear the word death and you might think of someone that dies. But there's also death in relationships, the death of prosperity, uh, death in um, just all the um, blessings that, that can happen in our lives. And then as we surrender ourselves to God, the, the gift of God is eternal life. And so as we receive that eternal life through Jesus Christ, now we're able to serve in righteousness. And so instead of lying, instead of cheating, instead of stealing, instead of gossiping, and instead of backbiting, now we're able to be productive. We are able to work. We are able to serve. We are able to love others. We are able to give to others. We are able to bless others. We are able to speak words of encouragement. We are able to speak words of blessing. We're able to edify others, encourage others, uplift others. We can set our mind on things that are good and pure and lovely and of good report. And instead of thinking of things that are evil and, and all that around us and seeing death and destruction and, and all that around us, we can actually see health and blessing and prosperity and productivity start to happen in our lives and in the lives of those around us. Because God's relationship in our lives doesn't just affect us. It affects our families. It affects our friends. It affects our work. It affects our community. It affects our neighborhood. As we are transformed by the renewing of our mind, we are able to transform those around us. And that transformation just continues to go. And, uh, you know, I think of uh, there was some silly commercial or something where they someone went and said something positive or smiled at someone and then they smiled at someone else and they smiled at someone else and eventually it came back to them yeah uh, yeah and, and it, but that's the concept I mean that's the idea uh, rather than doing things that are going to bring death and destruction I mean, you, you think about it you know all the the bitterness all the complaining all the gossip all the the backbiting all the undermining character assassination that we could do in our lives and that you know we can let our mouths speak and our minds think of you know what has that ever brought in our lives destruction death pain you know anger uh, uh, unforgiveness it's just all kinds of negative things why not turn that around and surrender ourselves to doing those things that are right and good and pure uh, and encourage others and be able to walk in that newness of life that we have in him and, and, and you know and we probably know people around us where we can look at that and they, and that's all they ever do is you know they're they're complaining they're cursing out others they're talking about what someone else did you know and and it's like is, do you ever see any productivity come out of that yeah. any kind of life <laughs> any kind of good it's like um you know there's some individuals that know that you know you could go back five years later and they're still going to be complaining about some of the same things the same issues the same problems you know and what everybody else is doing in Christ, we can change that because as we change who we are, it's going to affect other people around us. There may be some people that never change and they just never do. And they're going to stay that way and we just, you know, let them go their way. But there's a lot of influence that we have in our family and our friends and our neighbors and those around us. And as we serve God and as we let his love flow through us, we can see transformation happen. Um, there's always hope. 
that there's always hope in in, yeah. in him. So one of the ways that Paul puts it here is uh, in uh, chapter 7. He kind of explains it a little more in depth. He says, uh, Do you not know, brothers, for I am speaking to men who know the law, that the law has authority over a man only as long as he lives? For example, by law, a married woman is bound to her husband as long as he is alive. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law of marriage. So then, if she marries another man while her husband is still alive, she is called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law and is not an adulteress, even though she marries another man. So, my brothers, you also died to the law through the body of Christ, that you might belong to another, to him who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit to God. And so here he gives an example. He says, when, you know, when a woman marries a man, she's bound to him until death do us part. You know, that's what we say in the vows, right? Sickness and in health and goodness and bad times, you know. All those things, but uh, um, says she's bound to that man until he dies. But if he dies, now she can marry someone else, and she's not considered an adulteress. There's nothing wrong with that. It's perfectly legit, um, you know. And he uses that as an example to say, listen, in the same way, you've died to the law. Uh, and you've died to that whole sinful nature, that whole sinful bondage that you had in your life. You don't have to serve sin any longer. You're dead to all that. The whole thing that the, the law had, that sin was able to use and exalt itself when the law came into being, and he'll explain that here a little more uh, as we get into it. But, but that whole thing that was there, you're not in bondage to it anymore. You're not... Uh, uh, beholden to it, you're not um, legally bound to it anymore. You're free, and now you have a new servant. You have a new master. You have, or you know, if you take the example he has, you have a new husband, Christ. And now, as you join with him, now you're able to walk in newness of life. You're able to walk in a way that that is pleasing to God, and you're able to walk in a way that is going to be much more productive than anything you had before. Um, and, and we can see so many blessings that, that happen in our lives as we let that control uh, of our flesh, let that control of uh, our body and, and where we go and what we do. Uh, it, it says that, that you might bear fruit to God. And, and one of the things uh, about service to God, one of the things about our relationship with God is he wants us to be productive. God has prepared for us good works uh, that he's prepared them in advance for us to do. And God wants us to be able to be able to bear fruit. You know, Jesus talked about bearing fruit and uh, the importance of bearing fruit. And even as we bear fruit, how God can come and prune the branches uh, so that we produce even more fruit. Uh, productivity is very important in the kingdom of God. And if we serve our old way, if we serve our flesh, if we let sin reign in our lives, we're not going to be productive. Uh, but as we let righteousness rule, as we let the spirit rule in our lives, and we start walking more and more 
more in spirit and keep in step with the spirit, then we can be productive and we can be fruitful and we can produce in our lives. And it'll bring blessings to us. It'll bring blessings to our family. It'll bring prosperity uh, to us, to those around us. It'll bring healing. It'll bring love. It'll bring uh, release of bondage, uh, just all kinds of peace and joy and goodness and, and all those things uh, all around us. For when we were controlled by the sinful nature, the sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in our bodies, so that we bore fruit for death. But now, by dying to what once bound us, we have been released from the law, so that we serve in a new way of the Spirit, and not in the old way of the written code. And so, the old thing that we had, the, the law that was there, and the whole uh, sinful bondage that, that we had in our lives, it only produced death. It, it, that's all that it could produce. But we're not bound to that anymore. We're not, um, we're not obligated to serve our flesh anymore. We're not obligated to sin anymore. We don't have to walk in those things that we walked in before. Uh, you know, we may have been raised our whole lives and, and had sin come in and take over and, you know, had a family full of sin and, you know, we just learned that and walked in that and, and all those bondages that, that have been there. But as we surrender our lives to Jesus as Lord and Savior, we don't have to be in bondage to those things anymore. We don't have to live that anymore. We don't have to accept that this is just the way I am. And that's just, you know, I'm just going to keep doing that. Woe's me. You know, uh, you know, I was, uh, I'm an Irishman, so I got a drink or whatever. All these different things that people come up with, you know, uh, you know, my, my father did that and my grandfather, my father's 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 father, and they all did that. And that's what I'm going to do because I, no, in Christ, we're new creatures. We're set free from that. We don't have to walk in the bondage anymore. We don't have to be caught up in that anymore. We have a freedom to be able to be something different. We have a freedom to be able to serve someone different. We have a freedom to be able to walk in victory and strength and, and overcome so many of those things that, that, that would hold us back and, and keep us in bondage. And by, by serving Him, we don't have to be controlled by that, uh, that sinful nature or that, that sinful part uh, of our body. Uh, you know, I think it's just the, the whole... Uh, law that was out there and and the sin that came in because of the law um, and the and the way that now we can serve in spirit and and not in that old written law but as the spirit comes in now instead of having some written law that we're trying to serve and we fail and we feel guilty and condemnation comes in now as we walk in the spirit the spirit of god puts in our hearts what's right uh, the Spirit of God writes writes the law on our heart, and we're able to serve Him, and we don't have to have this written code that's just laying around and this checklist and all this. Uh, we just are able to, in our hearts, know right and wrong, and we're able to walk and have that convicting power of the Spirit. And as we serve in the Spirit and walk in the Spirit, we're able to bring life to others. We're able to bring healing to others. We're able to bring encouragement to others. And that's one of the ways that we'll know that we're walking in that way is we'll start caring about other people rather than just ourselves. We'll start focusing on other people rather than just ourselves. We'll start looking at ways that we can bring an encouraging word to someone else. We'll start looking at ways that we can 
do something kind to someone else. We'll start looking for ways that, that we can reach out to someone else and love and, and bring forgiveness. We'll start uh, being willing to, to forgive uh, individuals that have done us wrong and, and that have hurt us. And, uh, you know, it's just a, a change in, in our mindset as we're able to walk in that newness of life. And, and that's why God blesses us. You know, God will bless us so that we can bless others. One of the ways that we'll see greater prosperity in our lives, greater blessings in our lives, is as we give to others. Um, you know, if we always are hoarding everything to ourselves and taking every, everything that we get and not releasing any of it and giving away, we're never going to be productive. We're never going to see that prosperity in our lives. But as we get things in our lives and we're blessed by things, then as we give to others, as we help others, as we serve others, uh, as we share that blessing with others, then we get even more given to us because we're stewards uh, and, and God wants to give. And so he's going to give us more as we are sharing more uh, with others. Uh, verse uh, 7 what shall we say then is the law sin certainly not indeed I would not have known what sin was except through the law for I would not have known what coveting really was if the law had not said do not covet but sin seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment produced in me every kind of covetous desire for apart from the law sin is dead once I was alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin sprang to life and I died. I found that the very commandment that was intended to bring life actually brought death. For sin seized the opportunity afforded by the commandment and delivered and deceived me and through the commandment put me to death. So then the law is holy and the commandment is holy, righteous, and good. And so here... We have a law from God that is a good God uh, commandment. It's it's right. It's holy. It's good. You know, if you, good example. Do not murder. That's a really good thing, right? Let's not kill people. Um, but he says, you know, as the law came in, what happened then is sin seized the opportunity to deceive us and took the advantage of the law and and went and led our flesh down this path of darkness this path of sin and so the commandment said don't covet and and then as we heard oh we shouldn't covet all of a sudden sid said oh coveting is a great idea you know like we talked about before tell a kid not to do something and that's the first thing they want to do uh you know it's like they hear the law and then all of a sudden oh yeah i gotta break that law and that's what happened from the time of Adam. You know, you think about what Adam did that brought sin into the world. He ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He released that knowledge of good and evil. Uh, and when that knowledge came out, uh, immediately uh, people started going down that path of sin as they had that knowledge there. Um, even Cain killing his brother. I mean, that's, that's pretty bad. The knowledge was there, but then God with Moses brought the actual written law and said, here, here it is, you know, I'm going to write it down for you. And instead of it bringing life, instead of it bringing a close relationship with God, instead, sin seized the opportunity, deceived us, and brought us deeper and deeper into sin. And the law that was holy and good 
ended up bringing more sin, more death, more destruction, more evil as, as sin seized that opportunity and as flesh started to lead more and more away from the law of God, going from natural even to unnatural and that, that whole process that came in and it's like, whoa, wait a minute, you know, does that mean that the law wasn't good? No, the law was good. But that bondage that was there, that bondage to sin that we were sold into when Adam sinned uh, was also there and taking control. And you go, there's got to be an answer. <laughs> the answer is Jesus Christ. And his death, burial, and resurrection sets us free from the law brings us life of the Spirit, brings us a righteousness that comes by Him, that's by faith and not by the law, and now we're actually able to walk in a way of righteousness. Now we're actually able to walk in a way that is pleasing to God. Now we are actually able to serve God. Now we are actually able to start doing things that are right because we're not in bondage to the law anymore. We're not in bondage to sin anymore, but we have the Spirit of life inside of us that has set us free and gives us that ability to walk in newness of life. Right. Pretty good news. Did that which is good then become death to me? By no means. But in order that sin might be recognized as sin, it produced death in me through what was good so that through the commandment sin might become utterly sinful and so he's like he's like listen the law came and is like does that mean that that law that was supposed to be good was death to me and he's like no it, it wasn't that but sin took the opportunity and sin became utterly sinful. Sin became uh, much more wicked. Sin became much more obvious um, as the law came in and used that commandment to, to just take control of us, to exert its authority over us, to exert that sinfulness over us. Um, and that's that bondage that we're in. That's that reason that Jesus had to come and set us free. And who, he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Um, and that's why he came to, to let us go from that bondage. Um, we know, verse uh, 14, he says, We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do uh, for what I do uh, I do not do uh, or what I want to do I do not do but what I hate I do and he's like you know I'm not a spiritual person is what he's saying he says I'm unspiritual I'm sold out to, to sin I'm uh, in bondage to sin there's things I want to do but I don't do them there's things I don't want to do but that's what I'm doing uh, you know I got this this whole battle going on and uh, what's the problem he says well it's because that the law it has that that spiritual aspect to it but it could never really be fulfilled because I'm of flesh I'm of flesh and blood and I didn't have that spiritual life inside of me and it takes Jesus coming his death burial and resurrection and as we surrender our lives to him then we become alive in our spirit and now we have life in our spirit that comes from him you know there's uh, aspects of which you know we would say that uh, until we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior we're dead in our spirit um, we're, we're not really alive and basically the, the the way I like to describe it the aspect that that makes the most sense is it's like a seed you know a seed is not dead but it's not alive uh, 
Right. It's kind of a little of both. And, but if you take that seed and you put it in dirt and you give it a little water, then it becomes alive and it grows and it becomes a tree or whatever whatever kind of seed it is. Same way with our, that's the way our spirit is. It's, it's not really dead. It's not really alive. It's there uh, and the potential's there. But as we give our lives to the Lord, we are baptized into his death. Then Jesus' spirit comes inside of us and it makes our spirit alive. It germinates our spirit. Now we're able to start to grow and we become that new creature. Now we are alive and, and we begin that, that new life as children or as a small little plant starting to grow. And as, and as we continue to grow, we'll become productive. Uh, and that's the way it is in our lives. Now, with that spiritual life, now we can actually fulfill that law that is spiritual because now we're going to be dead to having to serve our flesh, having to... Uh, be ruled by our flesh because until we give our lives to Jesus as Lord and Savior our lives are ruled by our flesh our lives are ruled by our physical needs desires wants uh, the world around us all that rules us we we don't even have control over our lives we're we're slaves we're in bondage to all these things around us and we don't even have you begin to start to have freedom and control until his spirit comes in and gives us that life then we're able to start serving him. We're able to start to do what's right. We're able to actually start to fulfill the law because now it's through the spirit that is in, inside of us. Does that make sense? You guys following that? Okay, that's good. It's important stuff. So in, in this section here, he'll start to talk about that, that battle that, that goes on inside of him because of the, the flesh and the just all the doing what he doesn't want to do and um, verse 16 and if I do what I do not want to do I agree that the law is good as it is it is no longer I myself who do it but it is sin living in me and I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature for I have a desire to do good uh, or to do what is good but I cannot carry it out for what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is the sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members. What a wretched man that I am. Who can rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, our Lord. Um, the, the whole... Uh, bondage that he's talking about this whole desire this whole thing where it's like in his mind he's saying this is what I want to do but then my flesh takes over and I do what I don't want to do and then there's things that I want to do but I don't do those and I'm you know and back and forth and back and forth and it's that whole bondage of flesh it's that whole bondage of sin it's that whole bondage of am I gonna serve that sinful uh, relationship that I had with uh, my flesh and with the world? A am I going to let that bondage control my life or am I going to let the spirit control my life? Uh, and it's that that uh, battle uh, that we all have uh, in our lives and that decision we make. And as we surrender to the Lord and as we start to walk in, in spirit, 
uh, you know, it's where each day we're making that decision. I'm going to walk in spirit and in truth and not walk in my flesh. I'm going to let uh, the spirit of God guide me and make my decisions instead of letting my flesh make those decisions. And it's that surrendering uh, of our flesh to, to serve God rather than to serve ourselves. Uh, it's that surrendering of our lives to him, uh, presenting our body as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to him. Uh, and and letting that that service uh, walk out in us and and through us and um, uh, letting that that law of that sin uh, I, I love the way he says that he's like who's gonna free me oh wretched man that I am and then it's like praise God through Jesus Christ our Lord thank God <laughs> that's not the end of the story praise the Lord and he, and he ends it with this. He says, So then, I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature a slave to the law of sin. And then uh, I'll, I'll end with verse 1 of chapter 8. He says, Therefore there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. And I want to end there because, you know, that whole... There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Maybe a verse that you're familiar with, but now you're kind of seeing it in context of what he's talking about. And and the fact that the reason there isn't condemnation for us is because that law of spirit of life is setting us free from that law of sin and death. The, the relationship we have with God through our spirit as he came in and made our spirits alive. Now, as we walk in that life and we walk in that relationship, we're not in bondage to that, that law of sin and death anymore. We don't have to serve sin anymore. We don't have to serve our flesh anymore. We don't have to let that decision be made uh, without us because in many ways you know when, when we get controlled by our flesh we're not even making decisions anymore we're just kind of almost in in um uh, cruise control or something you know kind of takes over us uh, now we're able to actually have a life that we have control of uh, that we have uh, abilities to make choices in uh, that's pretty good news uh, that's pretty pretty exciting i like it every morning i get up and ask god to guide my day mm -hmm. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your love in our lives. And I, I pray right now, Father, if there's uh, anyone here that's uh, never made a decision to, to follow you or surrender to you, that uh, before this day is done, they'll make that surrender to you. I, I thank you, Lord, for the new life that we have in you and the fact that we can walk in in the spirit and, and not in the flesh and i ask lord that as we go throughout this week that uh, you will help us to see areas in which we are letting flesh control our lives and that you will help us to be able to uh, not let uh, our flesh control but that we will walk in in spirit and in truth and that we will take control of those areas of our life and and surrender uh, more and more uh, of our lives to you more and more of our decisions to you more and more of our ways to you and let your righteousness come more in our lives so that we can see healing so that we can see peace and joy so that we can see prosperity and, and productivity and i i just uh, thank you for that in jesus name amen